Hi, this is Netta. A long time ago, one of my teachers in high school had us all list all of the things that we are, like all of the roles we play. So we started out with um, daughter, and I also put daughter of God, you know, daughter of the king. Um, I was a sister, I was a cousin, a niece, a student. Um, I taught at the church. I taught kids. Um, like start, I was a babysitter. I was a neighbor. I was a friend. I like just, we made these huge lists and we were like, oh my goodness, that is so many roles and responsibilities that I have to all of these people that are represented with me in these roles. Years later, I remember having a conversation with my friend Mary Beth, and we were talking about all of the different roles that we play, especially being in a ministry role. And 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 she said something about all the hats we wear, and I was like, yeah, except I don't ever look at it as wearing a hat, because when you wear a hat, you really only wear one at a time, and you take one off, and then you put another one on. But in real life, we we would be like the uh, Dr. Seuss book with, what is it, Bartholomew and the 500 hats? We would be like that guy. Like we'd have them all on all the time and, and we wouldn't be able to do anything because we have a lot of important roles. But an interesting thing about our roles is we often have roles that are very invisible, very unseen. Now we go through seasons where we might be very visible, visible, like we have roles that everybody sees and notices and we're recognizable within a certain realm. And then other times, not at all. We're behind the scenes. We have to introduce ourselves to the same people repeatedly because we're just almost anonymous. I read a book... Um, actually, I looked it up. I still do that Goodreads site. We started that back in like 2007 using that site and keeping track of all the books we read. I did it for my kids when they were homeschooling so I could remember what they were reading. But I still do that. And I looked back on my Goodreads and I read the book Anonymous. Um, it's called Anonymous, Jesus Hidden Years by Alicia Britt uh, Chloe. I'm not sure I'm saying her last name correctly. But I, I read it in 2008 and cried pretty much the whole way through it because I so related to being invisible. At that point in our life, um, we were super busy. We had all the kids by then. We were church planters, but I felt invisible. Like everything I did was off in the corner, off to the side. Not that I wanted a stage job, but a lot of my most important work was just at home. I mean, there were long seasons of life where I only left the house to go to the grocery store and go to church and maybe one other short reason to leave the house. <laughs> Some of you are like, oh, it sounds like COVID. Um, it does actually. But for whatever reason, I really connected with that book because I was feeling, I guess, unimportant in other people's lives. And the book was very helpful. As I'm reading through the book of Acts, um, in chapter six is where they select Stephen. Now, a little bit of history, so it's still very early on in the church. The apostles are teaching and preaching and just changing Jerusalem. And it says that they go, wait a minute, we can't do this and also care for the widows and the orphans and those in need. It said, we should not be spending our time, this is verse two, 
um, running a food program. Now, it wasn't putting it down at all because it says in verse 3, So select seven men who are well-respected and full of the Spirit and wisdom, and we will give them this responsibility. Okay, so let's put on the brakes. The people that are going to run the food program have to be well-respected, full of the Holy Spirit, and full of wisdom. Sometimes those invisible jobs that nobody really sees, we think that they're unseen because you don't have to be that great at it. You can give it to anybody. Anyone can do this job. And maybe anyone could hand out food or maybe anyone could answer some emails or maybe anybody could continually pick up that lady's children from school because she can't. Maybe anyone could do that. But not everyone can do it well. But those who are well-respected, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom are doing it in a whole different way. Now it says that the apostles spent some time in prayer, whatever, they anointed these seven people. They weren't just randomly picked, hey, who's going to hand out some food? These were well-respected, godly people. It says these seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them and laid their hands on them. Then if we go down to verse 8, it tells us more about Stephen. Now Stephen, who is one of these seven people, was a man full of God's grace and power. And he performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. I get kind of choked up to think that Stephen, who was serving those in great need, was so full of grace. One of the definitions of grace in the original language here is kindness. I think the older I get, the more I appreciate the kindness of God. This he's forgiving, whatever, but he, like when we really break that down, it's his heart of kindness. We cannot be kind. We cannot be kind without the loving heart of God. So Peter has this kind, gracious, loving heart and the power of the Holy Spirit. So it doesn't tell us this specifically, but if he is dealing with those who are very much in need and he's giving them food and yet he's performing miracles, it says right after that, right? Performing amazing miracles and signs among the people. I picture him with if someone's um, injured or somebody is very sick, that he's not just giving them food. He's introducing them to Jesus. He's praying for them. He's ministering to them. Now, it's not on a big stage. It's it's behind the scenes, somewhat anonymous. And yet God was doing these beautiful things through the kindness and the power that were at home in Stephen's heart. We're heading into winter. Some of you up north, it's been winter for a while. (laughs) Um, I put up Christmas lights the other day in my sandals. So I'm not complaining about the weather down in the south for sure. But either way, winter's coming. And a lot of what we do as women is very much behind the scenes. Let's be full of the Holy Spirit so that what we do for our families, our husbands, those who our extended family might be coming to our home or we're going to theirs over the next month, let's do everything with grace and power. 
Instead of listening to Aunt So-and-so complain and getting frustrated by her, all of her frustrations and ails and complaints and opinions, let's serve her, let's love her, and pray for her. Aunt Matilda, let's pray. Can I pray for you about that? It does sound very challenging. Let's just take a step or two further than what we do at the holidays with the power of the Holy Spirit and with the wonderful grace of God that lives in us. And again, if you're going, what's you? She keeps talking about the Holy Spirit. Read the book of Acts. And I just dare you to say, God, do you have something more for me? Because he always does. And that is just a little piece of my heart. <laughs>